So, hello, Jason Morris from the band Firekind. Welcome to Just Chopped In Podcast. And this is my co-host, David. He's my... Thanks very uh, much. How are you doing? He's my right-hand man, but he's usually sat on my left. <laughs> <laughs> so, how are you, Jason? I'm doing great, thanks. Thanks for having me on your show. That's okay, man. Thanks for, thanks for uh, visiting us, to be honest. So, no. what's going on with Firekind? I'm just trying to make out which one of um, which one of you is is on your backdrop there. So we both are. Hang on, I'll get out of the way. Uh, Dave on on the left, right? Yeah, yeah. Even though he's my right hand man. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we're we're doing we're doing great. Thanks to be honest. Um, despite despite the whole pandemic and all that, it has it's given us some time to to sort of rein it back a little bit. Um, Focus on like the, the bigger plan and write some more material um, and get sort of the momentum going. That's good. Yeah, during the pandemic, so you've done a live in lockdown EP as well, which I believe you recorded in a church, a local church in Devon. That's it. Yeah, secret location. Yeah. Um, but um, that when we recorded that, it was the first time we'd played live in, in a long time, and because we hadn't been able to even rehearse, you know, we we isolate separately so you know we'd done stuff over over zoom whatever rehearsals and i'd i'd um like play something on logic uh if you know logic and i'll send it to the other guys but um yeah we we set up in this church is where we normally rehearse and the q6 is so lush in there that um it kind of inspires you a little bit mm. so it was just that as soon as we knew that we we were going to do like this live recording that was like the perfect location for us yeah yeah it does sorry sir yeah sounds really really good the quality is uh is great really good is it a real church is it still a church or is it like an ex-church <laughs> yeah it's it's still a church you know obviously um when we went in there we were like you know we didn't swear one bit we had to we had to like you know be <laughs> best player being in in the in the church but um yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, did you take around your own collection box yeah, yeah. <laughs> ourselves, you know, I swear jar. <laughs> so are they are they going to allow you to have like a little audience in there and and maybe a gig? Provided oh, I don't know. That'd be pretty cool because the acoustics, like you said, are really good in there. Yeah, I don't. Swear, you wouldn't be able to fit many in there, but um, uh, maybe maybe at some point in the future we'll do like a a, a little competition and get a select few of the fans in in there as a little crowd yeah that's a good good idea keep it top secret location though that's it yeah yeah you'd have to blindfold everybody before they yeah yeah, uh, yeah. you know on a bus <laughs> in the back of a van that's it yeah open the door take the take the blindfolds off <laughs> <laughs> this conversation's out of tangent already isn't it? <laughs> that's oh, mate, we always go there I, we, I don't know if you've watched any of our other podcasts but we're pretty uh Left, I would say left wing, but we're not left wing. We're left field, I should say. It's <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah, we do tend to go off on a tangent, and uh, sometimes you've got to reel it back in a little bit. But... <laughs> so your first album came out in 2020. So did that come out during the pandemic? Then was it? So you haven't had a chance to um, to play it live to anybody yet? Yeah. So. Um... We we've got a tour booked late, later on this year in in October November and it will be the first time we we get to really get out there and and you know promote the album to a live audience and you know play these tracks um, you know live so yeah so excited about it and that's that's one of the reasons why we did live in lockdown to be honest because we we were just uh, we just wanted to play them in a sort of live try and simulate a live setting as much as possible and. Um, the way we sort of connect songs together is kind of what we like to do in a live situation anyway. Yeah. So kind of, yeah. Yeah. So real sound, mate, because it's, um, I think the, the sound that you guys have got will cross genres, if you know what I mean. So we're like, I'm just mad like Terry keeps telling everybody and I like kind of like one mainstay of music. I think that the music that you guys have got, I think will, is quite commercial. And I think it'll it'll appeal to like rockers like myself and Terry, but it'll also appear appeal more to some commercial people as well. Maybe like 
Killers and U2 and all that because you've, you've got really good vocals, so you're not like a, oh, a typical <laughs> you're not like a typical heavy metal singer. If you know. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I mean that's that's really great to hear. Thanks very much. But um, yeah, we've got influences, you know, from from like the Police and and Queen and stuff, and it gives it gives maybe that sort of uh, melodic edge, and then and then you know uh, obviously like the Foo Fighters and Muse and. ACDC is all in the background there, Zeppelin, just mixing it all up and uh, yeah, and yeah, when when we write songs, it, it they tend to be written on um, acoustic sometimes, you know, just so you got a good core song and then and then you can take it to the take it to a rock a rock area and and you you've still got that that song there, you know, mm. it's not all reliant upon the riffs or anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's why because I, I was thinking, you know, like with maybe festivals. I don't know if you guys have played at any festivals, but probably a, a, a wider range would be open to you, if you know what I mean. So you know, we yeah. it's not like you're not just going to be able to play at Planet Art. There might be some of the other festivals that you guys would, you know, appeal to as well, which would be good for you. Yeah, we're we're so excited to to get out to the festivals again. Obviously, them happening, but um, soon as soon as they're there, we're we're going to be out and playing as much as possible yeah so it's your first gig in july with the the runners of liberty is that your first gig uh well yeah since since um since the lockdowns it'll be our our first um sort of show out there original show doing doing the the set uh, supporting sons of liberty which were you know great guys great band mm -hmm. so i'm um, very very honored to be able to sort of get on the um, at their show in coventry yeah yeah, that'd be yeah. cool. Yeah, we had those guys on the, I don't know, two weeks ago, maybe Terry, was it? I don't know. I don't know, I can't remember. <laughs> but we're, not, we're not very good at um, continuity. continuity. <laughs> 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 In a week's time or two weeks' time, we had them on a month ago. <laughs> I'm not sure, but. Um, yes, you've got to be vague. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. I see you also, um, you're supporting Jack Hutchinson as well. Ooh, through Jack Black. Know, Jack Hutchinson. Oh, <laughs> you broke up a bit on me there, Dave. I think he's uh, going to support Tenacious D. Uh, I have seen Tenacious D uh, quite a few years back, and they were they were amazing. So um, yeah, that that would be cool someday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. David seen him. I think yeah. you, Dave. Yeah, saw him in Wembley, uh, two thousand and nineteen, maybe. They were good. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. I think it was twenty eighteen myself, but um. Yeah, uh, very good. Uh, so yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Jack, Jack J. Hutchison, yeah. And then you play in the Patriot, which is one of my locals. Yeah. Oh no way! So yeah. you definitely have to come to know then. Right, like, we'll do it. Yeah. Hi, and like beers on us, you know. We'll, we'll, <laughs> yeah. <So> it's good. <laughs> Depends if you watch this interview back or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll turn over. There'll be no entry on the door. <laughs> <laughs> if you see somebody from just chops in, fucking don't let them in. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so where do you, you said you get your inspirations from sort of like the police and different things is that just yourself or is that you know the other two guys in the band as well um i think myself and dan on the bass because because we're brothers and we grew up you know in in the same house listening to my dad putting putting music on you know every every sunday morning we'll be sleeping in like your typical teenagers or whatever and and then um, we'd hear this you know, blasting out some Queen or something, or a bit of Zeppelin, or you know ACDC, or you know the Police, and um, yeah, it just kind of it really planted seed to you know where you know you got a really good you know three piece band, you know um, drums, guitar, bass, and and like good vocal with the, with the big melodies, um, and and then as a guitarist, you know, I went into like Steve Vai and. Joseph Triani and then you know Jeff Beck and stuff and try and blend it all together. Yeah. How old were you then when you started playing guitar, Jason? Um, I was about twelve-ish. Okay. When I started playing prop properly. Properly um, or <laughs> learning? Uh, how old were you when you started learning then? Um, well, there was a guitar sort of kicking around the house. So I'd always just like grab it and go like you know I just play like a. You know, one finger pressing down on the fret. When I was twelve, I was like, "Well, they asked my dad, you know, can you show me something?" And he taught me how to play um, "Rebel, Rebel." Okay. By, by David Bowie. Oh, so um, your dad could play guitar then. 
Yeah, yeah. So he was like, um, you know, the gigging musician. Um, oh, okay. Sort of, yeah, sort of, sort of semi-successful in his in his heyday, you know, and and uh, you know had loads of guitars around the house and um, you know, just sh showed me how to play a couple licks and I was just instantly hooked. And then from the point, you know, he he gave me this um, Robin Ford VHS tape, and uh, I just put it in my you know cassette uh, VHS player. Or, tape player um yeah. and uh just watched that continuously and learned all, all the licks and okay yeah, hooked, hooked from that point yeah see dave we're fucked yeah <laughs> <laughs> once me and terry have started learning and um i got loads of guitars but i, I can't play I've had, I've had a couple of lessons i got another lesson on friday but oh awesome. terry's uh, way in advance of me but um, i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't bet on it <laughs> to be honest <laughs> I think that's why I got such a good appreciation for musicians so when you know when you because I, I always I love going to live gigs and when you're stood in the audience and you see these guys jumping around singing and playing at the same time and I'm just struggling to like strum a couple of chords I get a real good appreciation of how they are do you know what I mean so, oh well, yeah I mean it's, it's it's all relative anyway isn't it so like um in your free chords might blow you know some some there uh, <laughs> blow their minds you know and and then you know it's it's whether you enjoy it anyway you know it's all about enjoying it isn't it so yeah yeah that's right i think it's really frustrating to be honest <laughs> i get I, I mean i get so frustrated with it is and it's like but i think it's more of a mental thing rather than a physical thing you know I think you. I think you have to unlock something in your mind that gives you that freedom to express yourself on the neck without worrying too much about what the fuck you're playing. So, oh yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, Do you understand it's like, that? It's like getting out of your head, isn't it? It um, is, yeah. And I think as you're older, like we're all, we're a, a bit older now, us us two. <laughs> I, w I won't include you in that conversation, James. Uh, just, <laughs> just uh, Jason, sorry, just us two. Um, yeah, I think your head's too full of stuff to, mm. to to carry on with it, like you know, and and then and then, and you also overthink it as well. Over this, definitely the enemy of um, sort of good performance, I think. Yeah, you yeah. Know, especially on on stage, you know, in a live setting, um, the best time when you're not really thinking, you know, you're just kind of going with the flow. Um, but and and you know, from my experience, any any time. I've started to think, well, oh, what am I playing next? Uh, your fingers just turn to sausages and then you, you play it all wrong and then you have this sort of cascade failure, you know, where, where you just start making mistakes and then you forget how to stand, for instance, then you have to sit down. <laughs> but, just um, walk off yeah. stage. I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> um, 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 yeah, so whenever, you know, if I'm in a live set setting, for instance, whenever... I can sort of sense my, you know, me starting to think too much about what I'm playing. I try and nip it in the bud as soon as possible. Okay. Various different techniques, you know, but like thinking of football. Your neighbor's car. Yeah. I can't do anything apart from think what I'm in it. So if even if I have like half a beer. Just yeah. half a beer, and then I, I can't. I just can't play at all. Just you know, so I, you know, and I've been to gigs, and you see the guys up on stage playing yeah. with a bottle in their hand. Right? I mean, I can't even drink half a pint. Hold <laughs> <don't> the bottle. <laughs> yeah. I get, I get that point. Maybe um, uh, like three or four beers in, and then and then the, the playing just goes out the window. I think it's great myself, but then back, yeah, yeah, like, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So when did you form your form your first band then, if you like? Because I mean, this is I yeah. don't know how long this band's been going, but when did you form your first band? Were you like in a school band or with your brother? You said your brother also plays. Yeah. So so um, I was there was a like a music studio in the school I went to. So it was quite a musical school, which was you know fantastic, and you know I was in the school jazz band and um all that sort of thing, and and then um there was the school put on this like festival in, in our local town um and then the the organizer in it said uh, oh do you want do you want a, uh, a slot at the festival and i just said flippantly said yeah no that'd be awesome 
um, not really thinking much of it. And then, you know, the next day he was like, okay, you've got this time on, on Saturday. Um, here are your details. And I was like, I don't have a band. So <laughs> I went home and uh, said, I told, told my dad. And he was like, right, we'll just set a band up. Um, and, you know, man on bass, me on guitar, my dad on guitar as well. And as my dad, you know, a gigging musician, he, he knew loads of drummers. So he made a quick phone call. We had a band just like that. And, uh, you know, booked a rehearsal, did a few rehearsals. And, and then the rest is history from there, really. Um, huh. We called uh, the Morris Brothers Band. We, okay. You know, we couldn't really think of a cool name. So we just went with the, uh, the old... Yeah. <laughs> That's okay, though. I mean, you know, it's better than calling yourself the Altman Brothers, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, they're really. But uh, yeah, I mean, you might have got done for plagiarism, but uh... yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's good. I mean, it's, it's interesting to hear that your father was also a musician, you know. Yeah, yeah. But one of, you know, one of like my most biggest influences, you know, and we 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 stayed in a band together you know uh he was sort of lead singer um and guitarist and you know i'd, I'd do the most of the lead guitar work and we'd do harmony guitars and stuff okay you know like um wishbone ash and thin yeah. lizzy and 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 all that and it was you know it was it was, it was so like uh, he longer around so i've got so many like awesome memories of being on stage with my dad you know and you know i, I wouldn't yeah change that for the world it was just just incredible you know and all over the country and we supported some like real classic old bands you know um wishbone ash being one of them and the, um the Yardbirds, the trogs walter trout johnny winter um michael schenker a uh, bunch more but okay. uh, yeah definitely. so you've been around a bit then yeah you've been been around the bush yeah <laughs> been around the block mate yeah. <laughs> another <Yeah>. bush <laughs> 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 few bushes I expect yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my words so was that, was that when you, we were still called the Morris Brothers when you were supporting those guys yes yeah how long ago was that then Jace I, I dare say I dare say it's um the years have flown by so quick but um we're, we're talking about a large chunk of years mm. back, back in the early um 2000s and 2000 yeah. Uh, all the way up to sort of 2010 really okay just doing that and then at that point we changed our name to um another sort of bad name rude tiger okay it seemed like a good idea at the time um it's weird it's like a marmite name some people loved it some people absolutely hated it um and yeah we we did some some at that point we were a three-piece you know the, the similar lineup to what we are and uh yeah we we supported um some uh, quite a lot of acts like Feeder and um, Tiny Temper, believe it or not, Do Little okay. Texas, uh, all around the country and stuff. That's cool, man. That's really yeah. cool. So you know your way around the music industry a little yeah. bit. You've probably picked up plenty of contacts, especially with your dad as well. Yeah, yeah. Try trying to anyway. I mean, but back in the Morris Brothers band days, it was more of the um, sort of blues rock kit. Yeah, which which is such an awesome circuit to get on because it's got such a hardcore following all, all around the uk you know you can you know, i've got um a friend of ours aris he's he's sort of in that market you know just and, he, and he's got a great following all over the uk and europe and i think he's sort of pushing through to the rock circuit now not just his, yeah. but um yeah it's a, it's a good market to to crack you know whereas if you go in from like the um uh maybe more commercial rockets is a bit harder i think because yeah um, yeah you're either massive or or, or you're not you know <laughs> yeah blues rock i mean uh well more blues i would say they've got like a yeah. um a good solid fan base that are pretty loyal yeah. i suppose yeah, yeah that's it yeah. yeah i actually well saying that i put blues because i'm in holland and uh i put a blues festival on a few years ago Oh, I can't remember who was headlining it, but it was pretty famous and it cost me a lot of money, but I didn't even break even on it. Oh, no. oh, it's so like, yeah, there's going to be loads of blues fans. And it's like, yeah, fucking no one turned up. Oh, it is. We have like the big um, blues festivals down in Tembe. So every year oh, yeah. that goes ahead. And then you've got, um, is it the Linden Festival? Um, out Monmouthshire way, that's that's a big festival, and like with Chris, like you said, you know, he's he's on Planet Rockstock, 
well, he was there last year, and he's at yeah. Next year, I, I followed Chris now for maybe a, probably two years, maybe. Uh, yeah, he is class, really, really good. Yeah, he's fantastic. Because we we used to, we used to gig on the circuit, you know, back in the two thousands, yeah. um, and we were sort of little rivals, you know, and okay. uh, we, you know, he would go to a gig, and then he'd be like, oh, you know. Uh, and I, I can out chop him, and then and I'll be like, yeah, I can out chop him, and then we, it was this sort of friendly, friendly rivalship going on. Yes, yeah, cool. uh, and yeah, we used to live in, in the same venues basically. Yeah, oh, that's good. You wouldn't want to tangle with him, mine, because he did MMA. In oh, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> I love it with him, but uh... that's right. Yeah, he's a bit of a. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you um when did you start up with Firekind then? So that was um, again, you know, quite quite a few years ago, actually, like twenty, uh, you know, mid mid twenty teens, you know, like uh, 2014, 2015 onwards, really, and yeah. just finding our feet, gigging lots yeah. around the place, um, done a quite a few tours in in the French Alps, Switzerland, and um, and yeah, been uh, Scandinavia and as well, and uh, done a, the odd show in Thailand as well, which is but, but amazing it sounds like pretty much that you've always been by a kind i mean if you've always yeah. played with dan and then yes. you just have drummers in and out by the sound of it you know yeah I mean, uh, you know and um, we've uh, our original drummer so i, I call him the original drummer because he's actually the one on record um is the d collings uh so his chops are on the record um, yeah, amazing drummer, and you know we remain sort of awesome friends. But I just think for him, the tour in life wasn't wasn't you know quite the right situation for him, and as it can be, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, it takes a different. It's it has to be the right time, you know, in your life for you to be able to just pack yeah. up the shit and move on and go on the road for <laughs> just, a, for a while, you know. Drive, you know, drive like eight, ten hours and do like twenty minute show, and then and then back again. But um yeah we got we awesome drummer now Robin Shoot um laying it down you know quite a similar style of drummer to to D so it, it feels like natural you know with with all the songs and uh, yeah just it's, it's it's most important you know to find a musicians you like you really gel to and you know we do, so that that's, that's yeah the thing. yeah Rob Robin's on the live EP there yes yeah well, I wouldn't have known the difference to be honest because I've I've listened to the live EP and I've listened to your album and. Uh, I wouldn't have known there was a different drummer on it. To be fair, so. oh, that's that's good to hear. Yeah, I mean, he's he's nailing it. He's got. He also brings his own style to it a little as well, which is great. Um, because I always think you know you perform best if you're being sort of true to yourself in a way. So, but yeah, his 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 style is very similar. So that why it works so well, I think. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. So, where do you get your inspirations from when you do your songwriting? Then is it are you the main songwriter, or do you do that with Dan? Um. Yeah. I'm pretty much pretty much myself you know with with um just in in my studio this is my studio so i just spend a lot of time in here you know just playing with guitar guitar licks and um i write a lot of the, the vocal melodies on the guitar first and then um you know put them on my, my logic system and and then you know try and figure out some words to sing over the top once i got a rough idea I send it to the other guys and then you know build on that so that's kind of one one way songs are written and the other way is you know we'll we'll like rent out a cottage somewhere you know in, in deepest cornwall uh, head down there for the weekend set up in the lounge and just like start playing random stuff and jamming and then the song will form as a as a unit so you're from cornwall then no no from um a uh, little town with new nabbit and, oh right um, okay i say because you haven't got a very strong cornish accent so no I don't know what it is. It's quite Devonshire, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The more I get drunk, the heavier it gets. Yeah, you find that, don't you? Yeah, that's like <laughs> Welsh people, isn't it? I bring I've had a few beers. I sound like Tom Jones. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> talking about Tom Jones, I listened to his new album today. Have oh, you heard it? One. Yeah, he's got a new one out. It's really out there, man. It's like, yeah. it's fucking weird. I don't know what's going on up there. <laughs> <laughs> He's 80 years of age. It's great. They're still doing it. Right? I mean, yeah, but you know, like his first song, oh, I, oh, I shouldn't be doing this because I've asked his management if I can get him on. But um, oh. <laughs> his first song is a hymn on the okay. album. 
And then it goes off with some weird stuff. And then he sings a song about wanting to be a pop star and be on the telly, which I think may be like a, a parody for The Voice, maybe. Because mm. uh. it's a proper... Bing, 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 bing. I'm going to be a pop star. Bing, bing, bing. <laughs> I'm going to be on the telly. <laughs> it's like fucking weird. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's out there. I mean, we put it on and it's just like, nah. <laughs> so, um, I, I remember losing my, I lost my voice uh, some years ago, just at technique, basically. And yeah. I went to a vocal coach um, and she used to train um, like loads of um, uh, West End singers and, and being able to like have, make your voice, like have the stamina to last, you know, like months on end. And I remember her saying that Tom Tom Jones had like one of the best vocal techniques in, in the whole sort of music industry. And he's like one one of the only singers that has never had to have an operation to get rid of like vocal nodes or anything. So I was yeah, like, yeah, his voice is amazing. I mean, I, I saw him in Vegas uh, for my fortieth oh. my fortieth birthday, and you can't believe the power that comes out of him. Just yeah, just pure power. Isn't it? Yes, it's unbelievable. But yeah, I think now being eighty, I think maybe he's uh, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit loose with his ideas, if you like. Well, he's gonna be in ease. He's trying to stay relevant isn't he? and he's obviously got well i am on the on the path uh, yes. he thinks he's cool and trying down with the kids so he's probably giving him some tips maybe yeah, well he too. actually there's, there's a bob dylan song in there one more cup of coffee which which is a really good song and uh, uh does he do it justice i don't really know but yeah it's a bit of a strange album actually it's a bit of a weird one this, but, but if you're listening album. tom where we yeah. want you on this, yeah. this podcast will now be released in about four months' time after we've had Tom Jones on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll have loads of, loads of complaints then from Tom and all his followers. <laughs> I wish. It'd be good to have a few followers. <laughs> and I'll be sending them all your way that I'm home and they <laughs> So what's, what's, um, what's next then? Have you... Have you um, during lockdown, have you been writing lots of songs ready for a, for another album, or are you going to focus on this the first album, which is um, what I have found is already lost, so that's album you released in 2020. Yeah. Are you going to focus on that now for this year, and then maybe look at something for 22? Yeah, so we're, we're writing um, quite consistently at the moment, and um, but uh, with regards to release this year, it's it's going to be focused on on you know the album we already have out, to be honest, and try that as much much of a spread as possible and then sort of early next year we're going to sort of head into the studio and and then get something down there for for a one point next year yeah it's uh, such a shame that you release an album and you you've had no way promoting it you know like uh, live i mean yeah, you, yeah. i mean you can do it through social media and uh maybe get plugged on the radio but you can't actually physically go out and play it to anybody and then yeah it's, it's difficult to try and stay relevant i suppose it has has been tricky, but you know we've we've got a great team behind us, and um, I, I, the fact that we've been able to sort of gather some sort of momentum with without being able to play, I've, I think it's you know it's forced us to look at different avenues and um, yeah, and then have that as a solidation. You know, so when we go out and play live, we we still got a good sort of PR system cooking away in the background. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I've seen some good reviews from the from of album anyway because i think wired from planet Rock. yes yeah yeah you know, so you've got a lot of support and a lot of uh, good guys you know pushing you which is really good news and that's what you need isn't it yeah absolutely yeah i think Wyatt gave us one of our first first plays on on his show um uh, might have been like a year ago actually mm. but um yeah no it's, it's great yeah that's good that's good yeah we'll we'll make sure we share a lot of your your tracks as well on our, on our socials we, we haven't Thank got you. as many uh, followers as Wyatt maybe <laughs> maybe one or two less than Wyatt but uh, we'll <laughs> we'll do our bit as well. everything else isn't it yeah definitely definitely like I said you've got a really clean sound so I think you're gonna you're gonna appeal to a, to a very big audience a bit like uh, um, probably like those damn crows I don't know if you've heard of them oh yeah yeah they're a Welsh band and they're the same they they sort of like they've got the old farts like my age because rock music 
but then my kids really like them as well. So you oh, cool. sound like Biffy Clyro and all that sort of stuff. So um, yeah. I think you guys will uh, cater for some for some age ranges. I think at your gigs. Well, that's good to hear. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Probably be the old farts at the front, and then the uh, <laughs> drinking. But uh, well, it will be at the Patriot because David will be there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's always like it's sort of all the generation just like looking at the guitar licks, you know, and like really concentrating. You got maybe the younger generation like dancing in the in the back. So it normally goes, isn't it? But yeah, I'm, like, I'm one of those just like looking. You know, what pedals has he got? You know, yeah. or she got? What what's that lick? You know, I'm normally there just dribbling. <laughs> I reckon I'm in a G shape, but that's about that's about right. Yeah, was it like, like that sort of thing? Oh no, it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> like that sort of thing. Yeah, the two fingers on one. Uh, yeah. Has he got a capo? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I wouldn't know what a pedal, what pedals do. Not a clue at the moment. Not even no, a... this is a bit of a letdown from David actually. Because have you heard of the Spark amp? Jason, the Spark amp. Yeah, um, it's, it's an amp. It's an American-made amplifier. Oh, he's gonna go get it now. <laughs> it's an American-made amplifier. It's like a little uh, MP3, uh, not MP3. Um, yeah, is it Bluetooth box? Like there you uh, go. Oh, you recognize that? Yeah. yeah. And the app then is on your telephone, and you've got like every sound you can think of and probably every pedal you can think of that runs through your telephone and it all connects via Bluetooth to the oh, yeah. amp. And, uh, yeah, but Dave has never used it. He's never even plugged it in. <laughs> I have. I, I plugged it in. So I bought it from America. I plugged it in and it's got like a really good software where you can drown out the vocals or you can drown out the... Oh, clever. You can play along with it. Yeah. <laughs> the fact I can't play anything, <laughs> I can't play along with it. So, <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's, that's kind of like my downfall, really. And so I suppose with, with a lot of these things, uh, you've got to get over the initial sort of couple hours, you know, just, just getting a fay with it, don't you? And then and after that, it's like smooth riding. I just struggle. If I'm, if I'm trying to play along with something, I, I'm I, like you said, I'm overthinking it. And I yeah. think, wow, and then I, I, I just, if I'm on my own, I'm in time. And then if I try and play along, I'm listening so much to what I'm trying to play along with that I end up, I just can't do it. So, oh, oh and then I oh, I stopped playing altogether and start singing. So I, my missus caught me the one day I was playing, um, she talks to angels with the black. Oh yeah. I was playing along to it and then I started singing and I was it. Then she went, so you spent uh, 600 pound on the guitar and you ain't played it. I was like, yeah. <laughs> but it looks cool. That's right, yeah. <laughs> I see you've got a Vox in the background there, Jason. Yeah, yeah, it's actually um, uh, one of the old sort of anniversary editions. Oh, AC30. Um, AC30, yeah. yeah um, it's uh, I, I don't, I don't play it that much. It's so loud. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so like you know, you know, zero point one, you can't hear it, and then zero point two, you're you're practically deaf. <laughs> yeah. But uh, beautiful sounding amp, so. Yeah, it's definitely great for like the studio setting where you can really crank it up and and you know get that lovely black crunch out of it. Yeah, yeah. So what guitars do you like playing? Uh, I've got uh, Seth Backus guitars as my main sort of um, instruments to them, and uh, but yeah, definitely go check them out if you're into sort of uh, uh, really high quality sort of luthier built. Um, Great sustain, great tone. Yeah, absolutely love them. That's that's the Bacchus actually. Okay. Um, it's got um, it's kind of like a, it's got that sort of PRS shape, but and Gibson, Gibson sort of shape, that sort of vibe, but um, the so super versatile. Mm. Okay. Uh, but cool. yeah, Seth dot com. Okay. All oh, right. Okay. So are you endorsed by them? Yeah. Um, I'm an official artist. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. Um, so you get like twenty percent discount or something. Well, we we I'm actually good friends with with Seth, so um we go back a long way. We used to he used to manage the shop which I used to work in. Okay. In down in Exeter, Manson's. So um like we've we've always been good friends and stuff. So. Okay. Well, we just have to point yeah. out that this is not a sponsored uh, segment. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. Not paid or anything. No, um. Otherwise, YouTube will be killing me. 
No, no, no we, have, we have a we, oh, no, it's okay. Go on. <laughs> Go on, what are you gonna say? I've got four of four of Seth's guitars and um two baritones and two standard guitars. Um Chris Chris Barris has got a couple backers guitars now as well. Okay. Um before Seth Backers I was playing music men, um only bought music men guitars and so yeah, I've got like six of those I think. Uh they're they're guitars as well, really fast, you know, good like the heel is rounded, you know, really feels good on your hand. Bunch of strats, couple Gibsons, love them all. Got all I was going to say, and there's us with our fenders, David. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we must be stuck at the cheap end. No fenders are all. You can't can't beat the classics. Yeah, David's got a strat and a and I've got a Telecaster, so. Uh... Oh, nice. Yeah, I got a strat and a Tele, and get them get them out every now and then. They just got you know. Yeah, nice. Yeah, Strat's really well. Strat is actually probably nicer to play than my Gibson, to be honest. It's um, see, well, easier. A bit, yeah, a bit lighter, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, it's really <laughs> nice actually. Yeah, the four. yeah, yeah. I was really surprised how like my Telecaster was, to be honest. Oh, that's good. It's balanced, well balanced. Yeah, it's a beautiful guitar. It's it's a, it's a Mexican one, like, but uh, yeah, it's a beautiful guitar, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Can get enough well, yeah. guitars. Well, you obviously can't. David obviously can't because David goes out and buys them. David thinks, oh, you know, I can't play on this guitar, so it must be the guitar. I might need a new one. <laughs> <laughs> so then he'll go and buy another one. <laughs> like, that's what the guitar shops, what do you think, anyway? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All I've said to the missus is I've, I've actually had two lessons now. Um, and I got my third lesson on Friday. Oh, awesome. What I've said is when I can play a song all the way through, she's got to buy me a Gibson Les Paul Custom. Nice. So I've spotted the one I want. So yeah. I, once I can play a song all the way through, you'll buy me that, won't you? And she's kind of like, yeah, because you're never going to be able to play a song all the way through. <laughs> Pick a simple song. Don't be a difficult song. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Steve I track. And you'll, yeah. you'll be, I was thinking three falling. I think about there's only three chords, so I might be able to do that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a great track. Do love a bit of Tom Petty. Yeah, it's yeah, 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 yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. All right, then, mate. Yeah. So, yeah. like, you ask him what's next, then you, Dave? Yeah, yeah. As we said, got uh, they're, they're focusing on their um, on their first album. Yeah. So, so when I come and see you in the Patriot, then that's the yeah. one to, uh, oh. to listen. I know what was in the email. When David sees you in the Patriot, you're going to give him a free T-shirt. <laughs> we take care of it. Let us, let us know your size. No, that was in the email because it said, I remember now, it said from Wes, it said that, because I'm in Holland, so I can't expect you to post me anything to Holland, but it said um, that the, the, they'll, they'll send you a free T-shirt or a CD. So, yes. It did say that in the email, so you can just give it to David. Well, <laughs> when I'm you see him nearer the time, we stay in lockdown any longer. I'm going to need an extra, extra large. <laughs> Same with the door. So, have you got a oh, big tour? Have you got a big uh, tour, Jason? Yeah. yeah, so we're playing um, Cambridge, Blackpool, Liverpool, Norwich, Crumlin, and Edinburgh, Bradford, Birmingham, Bedford, London. Um, yeah, all, all over the UK. Yeah, it's a big spread, isn't it? Yeah. Is that mostly support or is that your own show as well? Yes, that's that's on Jack J. Hutchinson's tour. Ah, right, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah we're with sort of, um, yeah, main support, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a it's an honor to play with them. Uh, to be honest, the, the su support shows in some ways can, can be um, more enjoyable, some you know, because you, you there's less pressure and can enjoy the headline band the after the after your set, you know, and have a few beers. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Or is that because I've been missing music, they're all going to be too yeah. early to watch all the acts. So yeah, it's a good opportunity for you to get a bigger fan base as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I think you're going to find that definitely. I think people are going to be out in their droves. Looking forward to uh, yeah, just spreading our wings all over. Yeah, no, it's cool, man. Oh. All right, then, mate. Very good. Don't forget to tell us the name of your album, Firekind. Yep, Firekind. I mean, David's uh, already mentioned it, but 
Go on, tell us again. What I've found is already lost, uh, deluxe edition. And yeah. uh, you can go and grab a copy on firekind.com. Got various uh, merch bundles and stuff. And tell us your socials. Yeah, so um, it's just uh, Facebook is just forward slash firekind. Instagram is firekind.band. Uh, we're on the Twitter as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, but, yeah, I followed yeah. you today. Um, I, I'm going to ask you a question now. How did you come yeah, up yeah. with the name Firekind? Um, it was actually from uh, a really old Judge Dredd comic. It was um, the name of the publication in, in that, but not, not many people know about it. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it was, just, uh, it was suggested by um, a guy who was a bit of a mentor to us, a bit of a musical mentor, and we, we, we loved the name, so then we just went with that. It's so hard choosing bad names, but... Um, it is, yeah. it is, yeah. I mean, I used to manage a band, and oh, they, yeah. were called, they were called the 925s, and then they sort oh, of, yeah. like, broke up. Oh, half of them went back to England and that because I brought them to Holland to try and break them in Holland. Oh and yeah, then, and then yeah, they decided they were gonna the, the guys that were left decided they were gonna change their name. And uh, fucking hell, I was like, you don't need to change your name because we got we had, we had, we were signed to a record company. We had an album in the shops, you know. Oh yeah, and I said, well, we've got equity in an album. Why the fuck do you want to change the name? But I got outvoted, and then they changed the name to oh, Young no. Hearts. Young Hearts like fire is like. Uh, who the fuck came up with that? <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> it is the hardest choosing the band name. It is, yeah. And we've had another band on that that picked their name through Bandfinder. You know, Bandfinder.com. All you right. You type in some words and it shoots up a, a, a load of names for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Band yeah. choosing. I mean, choosing band names is like choosing a name for your dog, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you just never know what to call it. So you've got to pick one. Yeah, you've got to pick one, but yeah, pick it's, one and commit to it. Yeah, it is difficult. So, <laughs> all right, the mate. Well, we'll let you go and tell all your mates how much of a disaster this interview was. <laughs> no, no, it's been a pleasure chatting. Because we are, we do go a bit off. And like I said, I just couldn't find anything about your bio or anything, so it's a bit difficult for me today. And uh, usually, I'm I'm quite on top of it. But luckily, David found a little bit more than than me. But uh, yeah, so we look forward to see you in the future. And David will be seeing you at the Patriot. Yeah, I'll come up and see him. This, I'm really lucky here because a lot of the guys that we've been um, getting on, they all seem to be the gig seem to be ending in the in the Patriot, which is uh, like I said, and I've never been there. So I think this year, probably October, November, hopefully, providing Boris allows us all to go out. Yeah, yeah. Um, we should all I should be able to come and see you know yourself and a few other bands as well so uh, yeah it should be good yeah def definitely come and say hi yeah I will do I will do yeah. I'll bring my kids up because I think that you're going to appeal to my kids as well because my, my son's like a killers fan and beefy oh, awesome. fan and all that so you know yeah. read in numerous times so um yeah I'll bring my uh I'll bring my younger version of me up he takes him everywhere he's only five <laughs> all right mate it's been really nice talking to you and it's been nice to nice to have you on it's nice for you to share us or oh, share us i can't i can't even say the fucking word now but it's nice to give us, it's nice to give us your time we, we really we really no, appreciate it Thanks very much. Thanks for having me on. And um, next time we're in Holland, we'll we'll have to meet up with a beer of yourself. And yeah, man, I'm 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 always uh, I'm really keen for you guys to come to Holland. You know, there's a lot of bands that we we've been interviewing as well, and uh, yeah, a lot of people are a bit negative about it, about the restrictions and stuff. I mean, but from what I can see is that you don't actually need a visa if you're only going out of the country for less than ninety days. So. I think you can travel pretty Super freely. Cool. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, don't be negative. Keep positive. No. And uh, yeah, positive, I'd love, yeah. I'd love to see you in Holland. I'd love to meet up with you and have a beer. It'd be great. Definitely. Set it up. Nice. Yeah, that'd be cool. All right, thank you, Jason. Thanks very much. Cheers. I don't know, appreciate. It. I don't know how you think this went, but <laughs> <laughs> I've had beer, so it's it's cool. awesome. An England one, so you know. Don't get... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
I was literally um practicing guitar whilst watching the game earlier and um you know just going yeah <laughs> by myself but yeah. Well, I hope we didn't lose your G string. Like you lost Harry K. You know, I don't know what happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he scored, didn't he? He said. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. oh, it now. He's English hero again now. In fact, yeah. In fact, he haven't turned up for four games, but never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Before the game, everybody hated him, and now after the game, everybody loves him again. So that's England fans for you. They're so fickle. Yeah, we don't like our Bale at all, do we? Bale's fucking useless, that's why. He's had his day. But I'm really lucky I don't follow football, so. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I don't, that's that much, to be honest, but um, every now and then I like to watch, you know, play, have a little game or whatever. Yeah, no, to to be honest, I I do like tend to keep one eye on on the big tournaments. You know, yeah. like the Euros or the World Cup. But, uh, yeah, for, for club football and stuff, I don't really watch anymore. Do you know what it is nowadays? It's like people falling over at a touch of a... It's because he's an Arsenal fan, but he doesn't like the championship in a year's time. That's what it is. Barely fucking shit. But do you know what it is? I've been texting David and I've been watching this football and it's like, I just can't believe... I mean, if they get a little tap on the elbow or if they get a little elbow in the shoulder, they're on the floor, you know? And it's like, well, yeah. just fucking stand up, man. They're on the floor, they roll around. I mean, they roll from you to the fucking bus stop. And then <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as the referee sees that, the, the, or this, they see the referee's going to give them a free kick, they're up and they're running around again. Yeah. And it's like, That's oh, fuck off. I, it's, I just can't do it. And it's, it's like, tactic, isn't it? I mean, at every yeah. show I have a rant about something in the but I think I think I might have run about this already. <laughs> but no, it's it's just like beyond this. I mean, I I a friend of mine sent me a text the other day about uh, the guy getting sent off in the Dutch game. You know, because obviously I'm in Holland, and I said, yeah, why was yeah. that a red card? And he said, well, he did actually break the rules because he touched the ball and prevented a skull goring opportunity. I said that's fair enough, but there's so many rules being being broken in football, you know. And at least, mm. I mean, the biggest one is fucking sportsmanship conduct because there is no sportsmanship conduct in football anymore. That's gone, mm. you know. Mm. And uh, and yeah, I just can't do it. <laughs> I mean, I text David all the time. Like, like, <laughs> 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 the VAR or the divers, and then send them off. That's all I would do. That would be the net rule I'd implement. So if you use VAR, if the guys die all the time for no oh, yeah. send them off. And there wouldn't be anybody good. left. No, yeah. <laughs> goalkeepers. Trying to score a goal, but yeah, they, they. I mean, they tried to. I mean, they tried to do something about that a few years ago, didn't they? But it's yeah. it's worse than ever. I mean, I, I, I haven't really watched football for a few years. I, I should say, but watching this tournament is is for me is fucking mind blowing. I can't. I just can't stand it. It's worse in Europe. I think the Premier League they do they do sort of clamp down on it a little bit, but um, it's always in European football and World Cup football. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. South American countries. They, you know, they're class players and they they just like diving everywhere, don't they? It's a sniper. I told you, it's the snipers in the they keep picking them off all the time with the rubber bullets. It's not good. All oh, right, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, that Dutch game was awful, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. No. But never mind. Never mind. Never mind. We digress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Jason's thinking, fucking hell, they, let, they said they were going to let me go 10 minutes ago. <laughs> yes, he's just cancelled the, the uh, gig at the Patriot on his phone. <laughs> yeah. well, they told me your name's on the door, Dave, but it's not, not that you get in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, then, yeah. Yeah. Like, I said, we, like I said at the beginning of the show, we do go off on a bit of a tangent, so... Uh, no, it's all, yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for thanks for your time and having me on your show. Yeah, thanks That's for coming cool. on. Thanks for coming on. And when you've got something new to promote, make sure you come back and yeah. tell us. Yeah, we'll do. Cool. Yeah, and we'll share the shit out of your socials and stuff. That's no problem. Yeah. Thanks Enjoy very your much, beer. guys. Thank you, man. We'll do. Thanks. Cheers, See you next time. Okay. You too. Cheers. Bye. Bye-bye.
There you go. <laughs> that was a bit of a strange podcast, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good. He got enjoyed uh, getting involved with the footy and all the other stuff, didn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was just chops in. That was just chops in. That was yeah, pretty. Was uh... Definitely just chops in because we, you know, we, we talked about music and is that their albums and their gigs coming on, and then we talked about nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> So you've been going down that route lately. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe this is we're getting more comfortable interviewing people, perhaps. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh man, we're just losing the plot. We're supposed to. <laughs> we're supposed to be talking about them. And we... <laughs> <laughs> oh God. We're supposed to be talking about them, but we just talking about any old bollocks instead. <laughs> <laughs> No, I still think we we got everything lost. You know, they're a good band. They got a great sound, and uh, they got a new album or an old album that they're now promoting, and uh, we'll we'll promote it in the social. That's the problem, and at the moment, everybody everybody's got an old album that's yeah you know, that they haven't been able to promote, and uh, yeah, it's a bit yeah. It must be really tough for these bands, to be honest. Mm. It was a bit like us, really. We're trying to promote this fucking podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're still in lock. Maybe it'll be better when we come out of lockdown days. Maybe we'll get more followers. Nah, people will be going out, and they watch us when they come out. Of well, I think we've lost. Well, I said that we've lost. We haven't lost viewers, but I think as the views have gone down slightly because everyone's watching the fucking football. Yeah, and Wimbledon's just started as well. So it's oh, now we're really fucked then because everybody yeah. was. I mean, we got an older demographic watching the watching the podcast. I think. You know, yeah. so if they're not watching the football, now they'd be watching Wimbledon. So there's no hope right. for us. Mary won't, Mary won't be in it very long anyway. She'll be coming back watching to us again. And so <laughs> hopefully, and there's no other British players in it. Um, yeah, Yana Conda's in it. She's a girl. Um, Anaconda. Yeah, Heather Heather Watson's in it. <laughs> Who the fuck's Anaconda? <laughs> Conta, Yana Conta. Oh, yeah, you said Anna Conta. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> if I'm a dad, I'll laugh when they give her a fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> I have got, um, I don't know the boys. There was, there was a lad in there the other day. He was, he was, I think he was born in Britain, but he was raised in South Africa. So he's got a bit of a South African accent, but he does. Um, classified as, as being British. Okay. And he got final of the Queens. I can't remember his name, but he was really good, actually. He was a good lad. I think he's, you know, he's, he's not going to win yet, but maybe in a couple of years' time, he, he could be getting really, really good. He looked pretty cool, actually. Can't remember his name, but um, <laughs> yeah, we were, we were a bit decimated, really, didn't we? I don't know. I don't follow tennis. <laughs> I only, I only, I'll be honest. I only ever watch Wimbledon. Like, I'll be honest. I'm going to ask I, you a question now. Go on, then. Who won the Grand Prix? Who won the Grand Prix? Yeah. Yeah, Verstappen. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't text me. <laughs> yeah. I thought David will be shouting at the fucking telly now. No, to be fit, Max can't fault him. Yeah, that's, he's won two now. Oh. Might have been three. Two out, two out of four, was it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Five, maybe out of five, he might have won, actually. I'm yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Really yeah. But he's, he's bleeding the World Championship. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's, they've got the better car. So they, at the moment, Red Bull is performing better. And to be fair to Max, where he was years and years ago, where he's making silly mistakes and stuff, kids matured and he's, he's driving real. Where was Hamilton? Second. Oh, right, right. Okay. A long way off. I mean, Hamilton was probably, I, I, I think he was preserving his tyres at the end because he, he gave up, he couldn't catch Max, but he was about 12 seconds behind. And then um, Bottas was like 40 odd seconds behind them. Okay. I, I think actually he was further behind because Hamilton, and I, I'm sure Hamilton pitted and then to get the fastest lap because he, he, he was that far in front of Bottas. So, okay. you know. Yeah, for Stappen is flying. He's doing really well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I did actually watch the MotoGP on Sunday as well. Okay. I couldn't fucking tell you who won it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched MotoGP for years. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
years, years and years. I only watched it because it was in Assam. And then I, I watch it on like uh, digital because it was on like, I, it was on at two o'clock or something and I put the TV on at five or six. Yeah. And uh, I just rewind it on digital, you know. And the, the programme was on for two hours and the first hour was absolutely nothing. They were just talking about past races and then they had them on the track with the umbrellas over them and stuff. And in the afternoon, we had a really bad storm. So I was wondering if they were going to get caught in the rain as well, but they, they were lucky enough that uh, the storm was after the race. Okay. So the programme was on for two hours. The race was only for about 45 minutes. So I was like, yeah. So I was fast-forwarding through the race because I had it on yeah. digital. And then they were all falling off everywhere. <laughs> but instead of like stopping to see who was falling off, I just kept on. Well, I know the leader, I think the leader fell off. Because oh, right. it was a pretty tight race at one point. So I, was, I watched like the first, I watched the first 12 laps, I think, and then I started fast forwarding it. But yeah, because uh, yeah, I thought, oh, I'll have a just, because it didn't look like anyone was going to fall. Oh, Rossi fell off on the 11th lap, I think. Valentino Rossi. He's fucked in, he might as well retire. Mm. Um, Marky Marquez got up to 10th from what I was watching because he started at 19th. But so he off. flew up through the, through the, but he couldn't seem to crack. Oh, I think he went up to 7th actually because a couple of people fell off. But otherwise, I don't think he would have cracked in the top 10. With these motorbike races, they seem to be, once they have a few, one or two bad accidents, their fearlessness goes away. And then they start yeah. thinking about their own mortality, I think. So they tend oh. not to be the same riders anymore. Because the guys that were racing for the first spot, man, they were fucking flying, to be honest. Mm. And they were pulling some crazy moves to overtake each other. And I was like, but then the, the one guy got in front on the, what bike was he riding? The Yamaha, because it was a Yamaha Ducati 1-2. And then the boy on the Yamaha, once he got in front, he was he was away. They were saying, oh, the Ducati's faster, but... When this Yamaha got in front, he was off. He was like, Boom, and he was like, fucking hell. But yeah, the maximum maximum lean angle is 61 degrees mm. on a motorbike, you know, when they, when they go over. And they were doing like 55, 56, 57 degrees. It's like, fucking hell. And then it takes a ride and like, mm. it's amazing. Mad enough. Fearless. They are. Yeah. No, they got to be the one, they? they got to. But they're riding them on the edge, aren't they? Right on the edge, yeah. 55, 57 degrees. That's that's you know, the tires give out the 61, so they're they're much in it, like no. no. So anyway, you've sat in a pretty boring room today, Dave. You've just got a clock on the wall with no hands well look at it. I've got hands on it. Is it? I can't see any. Yeah, they don't go around, it's it's just for show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just for show. It's um, uh, it's worse than my fucking uh, sandy backdrop when I was yeah. in, when I was recording from Spain. Yeah, now I've come uh, <laughs> into, into the other room today. So because um, I was watching the football. Ah, right. You didn't want to watch it on your phone, did you? No, I thought I'd. Um, and it's the problem with with my studio. Yeah. Is um, it gets really hot because the the sun's out in the evening, so it gets too hot for me. Ah, right. okay. So maybe you should put Aco in then. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm lucky in my studio. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not only cool because I got just chops and something behind me. It's yeah. Temperature cool. Yeah. Oh no. So. Uh... <laughs> I look really red. Do I look red to you? Yeah, you do look a bit red. Yeah, I think it's because you can't wait to get rid of me today. I'm gonna have to. Uh, get... <laughs> Because <laughs> you're just like, I can see you looking at, well, not looking at me, but I can see you looking at the camera thinking, what the fuck is he talking about? Sounds <laughs> all right. It's all good, isn't it? It's I was good. looking at myself thinking, what the fuck am I talking about? Because I just didn't have, to, I didn't have a clue what was going on. <laughs> Poor old place. We'll have, to, uh, we'll have to get him back on and do him some justice. Get him on and down. Well, I hope his PR company don't sack us. Yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so. Oh, well, I think Neil will enjoy this one. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got a new story. It's not so much a new story, but it's something that's happened in the news. So, with obviously Matt Hancock, 
um, touching up his secretary after he's told everybody in Great Britain for the last 16 months to stay indoors, don't go outside, don't have sex, don't do this, don't do that. And the motherfucker is going around and doing it himself. Well, allegedly. Whatever. And the fact that Boris didn't sack him. Oh, yeah, well, over here, they said he was fired. No. Or he resigned or whatever. No, he stepped down and he's still going to be on the back benches. Well, that's right. They all do that, don't they? Yeah, he should be He should be on the doll queue on Monday morning with his P45 looking for a job. And like all the musicians, like he also said, he needs to retrain. So, you know, if he's good with his hands, perhaps he'd become a potter or something like that. <laughs> How do you know he's good with his hands? He could be an absolute disaster. He had it on his girlfriend's ass anyway, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so he can he'd probably shape a vase or something. So, yeah, I'm well annoyed with that. You know me, I never get involved with politics, but, you know, the fact that there's been funerals that people haven't been able to attend, you know, there's so many deaths in the UK... People have been getting married, people haven't been able to see relatives, and he's been running around doing that, employing somebody just so he could get up there like a right up a drain pipe. Shocking, absolutely shocking. Well, to be honest, they all do it except for Tony Blair. Mm. I think he was the only one that didn't run around after any other women. I mean, even Boris running around after this woman he's with now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, shocking. Allegedly. Shocking, like, like... <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Yeah. In our opinion, allegedly. <laughs> Either, in fairness to him. He didn't? Nah, nobody would have him, would they? I don't know. No, probably not. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yes, yeah, right, so my piss, that is. It boiled your piss I, today? Yeah, and I've seen a lot of it all over Facebook and everything, and I never normally say anything, but I agree. The fact, you know, the nation's been in a state of lockdown. Everybody has been playing by the rules or his rules, but obviously the rules don't apply to certain people in certain circles, which is shocking and disgusting. Well, I think we uh, we might have covered this on a previous podcast. That we, we might keep my end I can't remember. <laughs> about rules and people that are above them. I mean... All the people in the government, all the, the royal family, I mean, they can all meet up and do what the fuck they want. But when it comes to the lower classes, like, you know, you, you're getting beaten up on the train for not wearing a face mask or, you know what I mean? It's just like one rule for them and one rule for us. And, you know, it's like... Even us, in, even us in upper middle class, if we've lived with the rules. Upper middle class? Yeah, upper middle class, isn't it? Is that you? Are you upper middle class? Yeah, I live in upper Cumbria. Upper <laughs> middle class. <laughs> or lower, higher class. Uh, higher, lower, <laughs> high, upper class. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't like, consider I'm fucking working man. class me, like. I'm definitely working class. <laughs> I got no fucking uh, pretentiousness about me. Well, not, well, I do, but. <laughs> <laughs> all right mate well it's been a bit of a weird one today like i said yeah. I, I did have a bit of i had some anxiety issues this afternoon but mm. i uh didn't really mention them um, but yeah and then like i said it was just a bit of a disaster then because i couldn't find any information about jason and Firekind, and then yeah i'm glad you knew a little bit about it but Jason, Jason told us about it anyway, so that's the main thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank, thank, thankfully. Yeah, it was quite interesting to hear that he was in a band with his dad and stuff. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? That was really good, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, all right. He's got some nice memories from us, that's, that's cool. Yeah, that's really good. It's nice. So, yeah, okay. All right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut to the chase and then, because uh, we're just talking bollocks again. <laughs> yeah, this one's going to end up, uh, we're in 50 minute well it's not because i'm gonna go now (laughs) (laughs) so i'll catch you later yeah live the dream yeah i'll be living in my dreams but maybe uh oh did you watch um oh fucking i'll see now i'm going again did you watch big head on 90 days to wed like i asked you to no i haven't yet no Uh, no. i'll do i'll just send you a clip 
Yeah, because okay. uh, Sherry had a dream the other day, because at the moment there's this private detective woman on there that's just got a boyfriend over from fucking Syria or somewhere. And uh, she she had a dream about this woman, and I was dating both of them. So I was dating Sherry, and oh, I was dating this woman from right east to wed. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I came home on my, on my motorbike or something, and I had my motorbike helmet in my hand, and Sherry was like, oh, what are you fucking doing? And then this woman walked in and she had a motorbike helmet in her hand. Mm. And she's like, oh, 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 what's going on here then? So then Sherry grabbed the motorbike helmet and smashed her over the head of it. <laughs> I was going to say, did you wake up with a carving knife in your shoulder? <laughs> uh, she's actually pretty much, well, if she didn't kill her, then she was pretty well, much well knocked out. So. <laughs> so yeah, shout out to my girlfriend for being violent in my dream, on her dreams. But uh, yeah. All right, cool. That's good. All right. Enough of just chops in. Yeah. Ta-ra. Ta-ra.